Hello and welcome to today's Take Heart. Andy and I seem to have found ourselves more by accident than design in the middle of a little series on friendship, which is a subject that means a lot to both of us and we believe is at the heart of the gospel. And uh, yesterday Andy did a brilliant little meditation on the antidote to loneliness and if you didn't listen to it or watch it please go back it's so worth nine minutes of your time it was excellent excellent biblical and practical teaching but as part of his talk yesterday he wanted to show he is hip and trendy and in touch with the under 10s uh, viewership or listenership and so he quoted from Toy Story well, I want to show that I also am right there with the tens and the unders. And so I want to read you a passage from a children's book. It is called The Velveteen Rabbit by a lady called Marjorie Williams. Now, whereas Toy Story 2 was only released a little while ago, The Velveteen Rabbit was originally written, I believe, in 1923. Um, and I came across this for the first time maybe 40 years ago and there's one passage that I want to read to you that I think speaks so much about God's love and our love today and what it can do. The background to the story is uh, uh, there's a, a velveteen rabbit, a rabbit made of velveteen, um, who finds himself um, in a, a, a boy's uh, bedroom and there's a number of other toys there, but he makes friends with a skin horse who is much older and wiser. Resembles me, if you like. And this is a conversation that the Velveteen Rabbit had the, with the skin horse. Some of the language is very 1923, but I think you will get it. What is real? asked the rabbit one day, when they were lying side by side near the nursery fender before Nana came to tidy the room. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you and a stick-out handle? Real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt? asked the rabbit. Sometimes, said the skin horse, for he was always truthful. When you are real, you don't mind being hurt. Does it happen all at once like being wound up, he asked, or bit by bit? It doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't often happen to people who break easily or have sharp edges, or who have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off, and your eyes drop out, and you get loose in the joints, and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all, because once you are real, you can't be ugly, except to people who don't understand. I suppose you are real, said the rabbit, and then he wished he had not said it, for he thought the skin horse might be sensitive. 
but the skin horse only smiled. The boy's uncle made me real, he said. That was a great many years ago. But once you are real, you can't become unreal again. It lasts for always. Now, I have nothing to, to assume that Marjorie Williams, the writer of that, was a Christian. But boy, is that brilliant. First of all, it speaks of God's love for us. God's love makes us real. And God loves us for a long, long time. Not just to play with, but really loves us. And when you know unconditional love, persistent love, consistent love, the love of God, it changes everything. And then we are called to display that love to others. We are called, and you know, when we receive that love, even when we give that love, we become more real or more human. Our humanity comes out. We come from under the covers. We come from the place of hiding and our hearts are softened and we become more, more full of love ourselves, more full of giving, more full of mercy, more full of grace, more full of forgiveness. We receive it and we give it. And that's the encouragement. And I just want to finish, I'm not going to say much more because of the time, by reading you, having read Marjorie Williams, a scripture that is absolutely amazing on this. It's from John's first letter, 1 John, chapter 4, beginning at verse 7. Just receive this. This is God's word. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And then I'm going to go to verse 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us.
when we know his love, we give it away. And love is healing. I know in my life, God's love has healed me over the years, over a period of time, for a long, long time. Not just to play with, but really loves you. And do you know, it's, it's over a season. And I, that's the truth for the love of other people. Not least my dear friend and colleague, Andy. You know, and God sent um, Andy uh, into my life at a time that was really tough for me. At a time when I was really struggling. And, and that friendship has brought healing to my life. Not just Andy, not just Betty's wife, but a number of others. A number of others. You know what? In a world that is falling apart and in a world where people uh, don't, don't understand consistent, self-giving, sacrificial, committed love, we are to be the people that form alternative communities. When all of this is over, oh may we as the Church of Jesus uh, focus less on consumerism and on uh, what can we do that's gimmicky to attract people and do the hard work of loving as he loved us? This is his commandment. This is his call. This is his invitation. And as we do that, we get blessed so very much. God bless you.